Corinthians 16 and 13. We're going to read 16, 13, and 14. I'll be concentrating on 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. This is how it goes. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Do everything in love. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak to us, cause your grace and anointing to rest upon us, release your power that will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name, we bind every resistance, every critical spirit be stilled, and Christ be exalted in the house. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. We continue with our theme. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't quit on your faith. First week we talked about don't quit on your calling. Next we talked about don't quit on prayer. And we ended with the statement of Jesus. I don't know how many of you remember Jesus in that parable as he summarizes and concludes the parable. He asks the question, when the Son of Man comes to the earth, will he see faith on the earth? Praise the Lord. So we are going to move to the next part. Don't quit on your faith. And so we read the verses. Be on God, stand firm in your faith. Meaning in God, respecting his precepts and keeping your doctrine sound. Uh, act like men, may being, meaning be mature. Be courageous and be strong. That was the amplified version. I'll read it from the message version also so it gets a little bit more clear. Keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you got. Be resolute and love without stopping. I'm going to concentrate on the first verse, verse 13. And the second imperative or the command that's given. Apostle Paul, as he's concluding his first epistle to the Corinthians, he writes and he gives five imperatives. And that's what we read. First one was be on God. Second is stand firm in faith. Third is act like men. Fourth is be courageous. And fifth, be strong and do everything in Love. So these five imperatives have been given. I'm going to concentrate on the second one, standing firm in your faith. Praise the Lord. Standing firm in your faith. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, deals with so many issues that bruise within the church. As you read the epistle written to the Corinthians, we will see that the church was plagued with so many issues. This was a church that was experiencing highs and lows. Highs, this was a church that operated in the gifts of the Spirit. Every gift that you can see, the congregation was operating in those gifts. That's amazing. You will wonder when you read that Episode, how can a church that operates in such giftings uh, go through such roller coaster experiences in their lives? So the church went through so many divisions, moral disorders, lawsuits, false teachers, participation in pagan worship and their offerings, misuse of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And on and on, so many issues that the church was facing. So as Paul is concluding that first letter to Corinthians, to the Corinth church in Corinth, he gives the spy imperatives, spy commands. Be on God. Why be on God? Because we have an enemy. There is an adversary who is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So the church of Jesus Christ has to be always be alert on be God. Be alert also because you don't know 
when Jesus Christ, the line of Judah, is going to come back again. Christ is going to come back for his church to the church that has kept her so pure and holy. So we ought to be on guard, be alert, and be watchful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what was written to the church in Corinth is applicable to the contemporary church, to all the churches, even in this modern day for the current situation in today's churches are no different than what the church in the first century faced. The body of Jesus Christ is still under attack, attack from different kinds of foes, mainly from, the, from Satan and his cronies, his strategies that are unleashed against the body of Christ. The body of Christ is under attack by the culture of the world, trying to seep into the body of Christ and to influence the church. Jesus Christ, praise of the church of Jesus Christ. We as a church of Jesus Christ should be convinced of the fact either we are influencing the world or the world is influencing us. Either we are making inroads into the world or the world is making inroads into the church. Either we are impacting the world around us or the world is impacting us. Either we are dictating terms or the world dictates its terms to us. Praise God. Every church will face this onslaught from the enemy where the enemy is trying to slowly, steadily creep into the body of Christ, hallelujah, and bring forth, hallelujah, worldliness within the church, hallelujah. So there is a attack from the world, from the culture of the world, from false teachers, from false doctrines, and of course, the old sinful nature of the members of the body of Christ. We are not exempt from it. The old sinful nature, if every one of us is not careful, the old sinful nature will raise its ugly head from time to time unless each and every one of us do not mortify the deeds of the flesh on a daily basis the old sinful nature can pop its head and create disorder disunity and malign the way of the church praise the lord Therefore, we ought to be on God. Praise the Lord. Be alert. And then, of course, Paul is saying, stand firm in your faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Stand firm in your faith. To be firm in faith means to be steady, established, steadfast, unwavering in our belief, convictions, and determination. Praise the Lord. Pledging our allegiance to Jesus is not enough, but living up to the pledge that we have made to the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know that when you were baptized, you made a pledge of a good conscience to the Lord? You pledge, Lord, no matter what, I will follow you and your word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Pledge is good, but we have to follow it through. What does it mean to be firm in your faith, as Paul is asking the church to do, be firm in your faith. It means to trust in the person, Jesus Christ, his word, his works, and his ways. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Was a big thing? Yes. That's where the false doctrine and false teachers try to creep in, make inroads, put questions about the person, Jesus, about his atoning work. 
praise God about his perfect, perfect work on the cross, the finished work on the cross. As far as the Corinthians were concerned, they had so many questions about the resurrection. Praise the Lord. Let me ask you folks, do you have questions about resurrection? Paul writing, hallelujah, to the Corinthians says, if we believe that Jesus died and was resurrected, those who die in Christ will be resurrected. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So when doubts come within us, we have to look intently, deeply into the person, the personality, and the work of Jesus Christ. The teachings of Christ being firm in faith means trusting the infallible, timeless truth of God's word and banking on the promises of God not on the flipping opinions of men men may give us opinion and they are flipping but God's word is sound it's solid it is established in heaven forever believing hallelujah standing firm in faith means Believe what God says about you, not what everyone's opinion about you. Praise the Lord. Do you know what God says about you? You and I are beloved to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are the children of God. We are not slaves to fear, but we are God's children. We have been given the spirit of sonship. Praise God. Do you believe what God says about you? Or you look at what people are saying about you? Praise the Lord. Being, hallelujah, steady or firm in faith means pursuing the ways of God. Pursuing the purpose of God. Pursuing the promises of God. Hallelujah. Pursuing the pathway of God. How? A lifetime of consistent service. Hallelujah to God. Listen to me. There are so many people who come and go. Meaning, praise the Lord. One day they are high about Jesus. The next day they are low about Jesus. One day they sing about Jesus. The next day they don't have an I don't, they have an I don't care attitude about Jesus. Praise the Lord. Standing firm in faith means a consistent life of holiness and service to God. Praise the Lord. Even if we don't shake the earth, even if we don't turn the world upside down, a consistent, holy, separated life of service to Jesus. When you look into Christianity, you don't see everybody making waves. Praise the Lord. It's not only the people who make waves that matters in the body of Christ. People who are consistent. People who serve God loyally, faithfully, being there every day, having a consistent prayer life, having a consistent meditation of God's word, having consistent attendance in the church being there for Jesus and his people being consistent in life living and service for Jesus that's what it means to be steady to be firm in your faith Praise God. Holding fast to the word of God. Praise God. Even when life is not filled with exciting moments and dramatic moments. Holding on to Jesus. Loving Jesus with all of your heart. Standing firm on the word of God. Standing firm on the teachings of Jesus Christ. Without wavering to the left or to the right. Praise God. Being focused Serving Christ and Christ alone. Praise God. Hallelujah. Life can present us with predictable and unpredictable moments and events. When the unpredictable comes knocking at our door. Praise God. One who stands firm in faith is able to stand because he has dug deep. 
praise the Lord. His foundation is in Christ, is in the bedrock foundation of God's word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Faith is so much important in Christian life. If you live in the United States, if you want to do any kind of transaction, it can be done by using the currency of this, na this nation, which is dollar. But you cross the border. You go the world across Canada, or you go to Mexico. If you go to Mexico, you better have pesos with you. If you go to Canada, you better have Canadian dollars with you. If you go to Japan, you better have the yen with you. If you go to uh, Germany, you better have the German what? No, Frank is French. Yeah, you better have the euro. Now they're using euro. Likewise, in order to operate in God's economy, you need what? You need faith. Praise the Lord. You need what? Faith. If you have to operate, praise the Lord, in God's economy, you need to have faith. Praise the Lord. So there is saving faith that allows us entrance. Praise the Lord. But in the presence of God, in the economy of God, if you have to receive anything of God, you need to have faith. Praise the Lord. You want to please God? You need to have faith. Praise the Lord. In order to receive salvation, you need to have faith. In order to receive healing, you need to have faith. In order to answer to your prayer, you need to have faith. In order to please God, as the writer of Hebrews says, you need to have faith. What is faith? Faith is believing in God, trusting in God, depending upon him. Praise the Lord. And God desires that our faith grow. Romans 1.17. Praise the Lord. Faith has to grow. Faith must grow. Faith has to grow. Faith must grow. Praise the Lord. Yes. Can be dormant. Can be stagnant. Praise the Lord. If you have faith. Praise the Lord. Like a mustard seed. Jesus said. So faith has to grow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We have to grow, go from faith to faith. Praise the Lord. There has to be a growth, a development. In other words, you have to activate your faith. Praise the Lord. I'm coming to the part that is important. Praise the Lord. Lack of faith is, as the Bible calls it, it's unbelief and unbelief is sin according to the word of God. Praise the Lord. Not having faith is insult to God. Praise the Lord. Remember one thing, faith will be tried and tested. If you did not know, write it down. Faith will be tried and tested. Quite often we become so cozy after having the saving faith. We do not want to grow. We are comfortable, cozy in the corners that we have. But God wants our faith to grow. And there will be time when faith will be tested. Faith will be tried. Do you know how faith is tested and tried? By delays. Promises that God gives. Praise the Lord. When there is a delay, faith is tried and tested. The world of people around us will try to, praise the Lord, pull out, praise the Lord, our stamina, our energy, praise the Lord. It can bring our faith down. Difficult sacrifices can be used to test our faith. The impossible task, the Herculean task that is ahead of us, praise the Lord, can be employed to test our faith. 
lack of details. When God asks you to do something, God is asking you to take a faith endeavor. When God is asking you to do something for his glory, the lack of details will test our faith. Praise the Lord. You need to understand the nature of faith as we dig into God's word. Faith always looks forward, not backwards. Praise the Lord. Faith, it speaks what God speaks. In other words, what God says about you is what you should say about you. Praise the Lord. God, faith speaks what God speaks. Hallelujah. Yes, it makes us say what God says about us. Praise the Lord. Now, what does it mean to stand firm in faith? Your trust in God and his word and his promises and the teachings of Christ, you stand put, stay put on it, even when pressures are employed on you, when pressures are released, unleashed on you, to push you away from your stand in the Lord Jesus, from your convictions on the word of God, from your convictions on matter that God's word is talking about. Praise the Lord. We need to understand that our opinions are being formed. Praise the Lord. Are changed and altered by the world. Worldly matters, praise the Lord, is one thing. But when you look into God's word, God's word is established. We have to stand firm by the word of God and apply the word to everything that we do. Not standing firm, praise the Lord, in faith on the person, on the work, and on the teachings of Jesus Christ. I want to pull out two examples from the scriptures to make this matter clear. From the New Testament, I'm going to pull out, and then one from the Old Testament. First, I'm going to pull out from the New Testament, praise the Lord taking our attention to Peter in Acts chapter 4, verse 17 to 20. I want you to look at it intently and see how Peter and John is standing firm in their faith. The context there is, there is a miracle taking place at the gate called Beautiful in chapter 3. And because of the miracle and the preaching of God's word about Jesus who was crucified, who died and was resurrected the third day and ascended up to heaven, Peter and John is very bold to present Jesus Christ and the finished work on the cross and Christ who is the resurrected Savior and the the power of resurrection that is at work. Praise the Lord. They are not just talking about history, what has transpired in the past, but rather what has transpired in the past is applicable to them right now. Let me tell you, Christianity is not a carefully fabricated story of the past. Christianity is living even today as we preach about Jesus who was resurrected. The resurrection power of Jesus is moving in this hour in each and every one of us who believe in Jesus. Praise God. We are not talking about something that happened 2,000 years ago. We are talking about someone who lives forevermore, whose spirit abides within us. Praise God. Activating us, propelling us, promoting us passionately to live for Jesus, to walk for Jesus, to stand for Jesus, and to speak about him. Praise God. So Peter speaks about Jesus and the authorities, the Sanhedrin, the ruling class, praise God, comes down heavy on these guys. They intimidate them. 
with their power, their position, and their presence. And they threatened them, saying, you know what they said? This is what they said. They called them and told them, commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Two, standing before 71. Praise. You would think that their knees would start shaking, but they stand firm on the faith. What is their faith? Their faith, they're saying, the Jesus that you guys crucified, praise God, he, was, he died, he was buried, but he is resurrected. It takes guts to say that to the very guys who nailed Jesus on the cross. When they tried to intimidate them, praise the Lord, and try to take off their boldness and courage by commanding them not to speak in the name of Jesus. Praise God. This is how they responded. Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. One version goes like this. We ought to obey God rather than men. That is what it means to stand firm in faith. Praise the Lord. When pressure is employed, trying to, hallelujah, take your conviction about who Jesus is and what he has done and his status quo, praise God. It takes a lot of courage to stand firm on your faith in Jesus. My friend, let me ask you, how are you standing firm in times of oppression, in times of pressure that is employed upon you, that is unleashed upon you, regardless of where you are, do you still believe in Jesus and in his word? Praise the Lord. When the world is trying to conform us to its mold and to its pattern. Would you allow the word of Jesus to mold you, mend you, make you, allow the image of Christ to be impressed upon you? Praise the Lord. Let me ask you, are you standing firm in what you believe about Jesus? Praise God. Hallelujah. So standing firm. So Peter stood, stand, Peter stood firm on his conviction about Jesus, the person Jesus and his work. But the same Peter, after a few years, he wavered. And this can happen to any one of us. It's very unfair for me to just present to you one side. Let me just present the other side to you. It's recorded in Galatians 2, 11 to 13. It's about the teachings of hallelujah. That is in the scripture. This is how it goes. This is a section where Paul confronts Peter because Peter buckled under pressure. Listen to me. Peter did not buckle under pressure when he stood against the enemies of cross. But Peter buckled under pressure when he was among his own because he wanted to save his face. I believe that you know the context. If you don't know, just look at the verse Galatians 2, 11 to 13. But when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face for what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. As a result, other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy and even Barnabas was led away by their hypocrisy. 
praise the Lord. I believe you'll know the issue that the early church had. The early church, the early hallelujah members of the church, they had a pass from Judaism. Most of them from the church in Jerusalem. They came from a Jewish background. So they brought in baggage from their Jewish religion. They were people who were circumcised. Now the question came, the Gentiles who were coming into the church, do they need to be circumcised? The council in Jerusalem got together under the leadership of James and the other apostles. Praise the Lord. And they ironed it out and they sent out letters to everyone regarding this matter. The matter was settled. Praise God. But Peter, when he saw some from Jerusalem, he buckled under pressure. He could not stand firm on the decision that was made after prayer and consultation with the Holy Spirit can happen to anyone. Praise the Lord. Standing firm in faith means standing firm on the word of God. Standing firm on the convictions of the word of God. Standing with the restrictions of the word of God. Standing with the liberty of the word of God. Praise God. As children of God, we need to know what the word of God prohibits us from doing. And we also need to know where the Lord has given us liberty to exercise our liberty. And when we do not praise God, we do what we succumb under pressure. Praise the Lord. It's important to stand firm in faith. Praise the Lord. The finished work on the cross of Calvary. Concentrating on the person Jesus Christ. And the freedom that he has given us through the Lord Jesus. One more example from the Old Testament. Standing firm in faith means believing what God says. And banking on it. Even when it takes time. Praise God. Drawing your attention to both Joshua and Caleb, which is recorded in Numbers 13 and 14. I believe that we are familiar with this portion. Praise the Lord. This is a portion where these two young men stood firm, um, banked on the promise that God gave to the nation. Listen to me. I want to draw your attention. God gave the promise to a whole nation. A whole nation was liberated from Egypt and they started the journey to the promised land. Even though the whole nation, literally hundreds of thousands of people, were given the promise only to possess the promise. I want you to listen to this very carefully, folks. Praise the Lord. The promise was given to everyone. Only two received it, activated it, stayed with it, and arrived with it. Praise the Lord. God wants us to become people who possess the promises of God. And if we have to become possessors of the promise of God, we have to become people who stand firm in faith. Faith what? Faith on the promises of God. Praise the Lord. If you have to have faith in the promises of God, you need to have faith in the promise giver. Praise the Lord. When we are connected to the promise giver and hold fast to him and believe that his word will stand the test of time and you connect yourself to his word and to his promise, what happens is God will make sure that that promise becomes a reality in your life. Praise God. 
Oftentimes we got so entangled with the promise that we forget the promise keeper. Praise God. Oh, cherish the promise keeper. Cherish the presence of the promise keeper. Praise God. The promise giver. And you and I will enter into promise. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, they stood their ground. Twelve spies were sent to spy the land. Ten of them said, the land is good, but we cannot pull it. Praise God. They said, listen, we got to face the facts. We got to face the facts. We are outgunned. We are outnumbered. We are outmanned. We cannot do it. Praise God. It takes a lot of guts to stand up against the majority because the 10 were able to sway the opinion of the hundreds of thousands of people who stood up and said, we cannot do it. These two guys had the boldness, the audacity, the guts to say, we can do it. That's standing firm in your faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, they did not deny that there were challenges. They did not deny that the giants were large, that the cities were high and had impregnable walls, but they pointed towards God who was able, who had in the past delivered them. Listen, it's one thing. When you don't have a point of reference, praise God. You know, if you go to a court and if you are arguing your case before the judgment comes, the judge will go back and he will look as a point of reference to certain cases. And before he gives the verdict, he's going to refer to such cases. Praise God. Do you have a point of reference to what God has done in your life? Praise the Lord. Let me tell you, if you are in this faith journey, and if your faith is activated, not dormant, praise the Lord, God will send you and me through so many faith experiences. Praise God. Tomorrow, what you're going to face, you can look back and say, I have a reference point here. Meaning, yesterday, God did something for me. The other day, the Lord brought me out. The other day, I held on to the promise of God. And if God can do it then, he can do it for me now. That's a point of reference. If God did something for you, he can do it for me. That's the point of reference. And if you had no experiences at all in your Christian life, I plead with you to look into God's word. This is the living word of God. If God has worked for God's people in the history, he's not only a God of the history. He is a living God. Today, he is able to work for you. Tomorrow, he is able to come through for you. Look into the scripture. Glean from the scripture those episodes that are applicable to your cause. Pull it out. Stand on it. And you say, Lord, if you did this in the Old Testament, if you did it in the New Testament, if you did it 2,000 years, years ago if you did it hundreds of years ago no if you did it for my parents I believe you will do it for me that's the point of reference praise God hallelujah praise God blessed be the name of the Lord hallelujah they said guys look back how God pulled us out. Praise God. And I want to read out the, the spirit that they had. Look what Caleb is saying. Let us go up at once and possess it. We are well able to overcome it. What a spirit, man. Man, when the whole nation is saying, down with this saga, this guy gets up and said, Let's go up at once and possess and we are well able to overcome it. Praise God. Wow. 
What is that? It means he had faith in a great and an awesome God standing with them. Praise the Lord. Listen to what Joshua says. Joshua goes, if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into the land and give it to us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's like saying, I don't care what the critics are saying. It's saying, I don't care what the experts are saying. It's like saying, I don't care what the majority is saying. I'm going to bank with what God is saying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look, the spies went in. They saw the big grapes, the big fruits. They saw the giants. They saw the wall cities and the great nations and the military personnel. And you know what it did to them? It sapped their strength, their energy, and their courage. These were not average guys, okay? They were not average guys. They were not just... Joe and Tom and Harry, praise the Lord. They were all, the 12 were leaders in each tribe. Praise God. They were men of influence. Praise God. But these two had the audacity to stand. Praise the Lord. Listen to this. You know, 12 went and the Bible gives the name of the 12 spies that were sent who were leaders in each tribe. Do you remember any one of their names? We only remember two. Joshua and Caleb. The rest are forgotten. Do you want to be forgotten? Among your people? Among your family? Among the congregation? Among the kingdom of God? Do one thing. Be a critic. Be a cynical guy. Be one who murmurs against the plan of God. Be one who questions the plan of God. You will be forgotten. But people who stand with God, people who stand with the purpose of God, people who stand with the plan of God, people who stand with the promises of God, their names will be etched in stone to be remembered. You know why? Because they cast their lot with God. They said, I don't care what everybody says, I'm going to stand with Jesus. I don't care what CNN says, I'm going to stand with what heaven says. I'm not, I don't care what BBC says, I'm going to stand with what Jesus says. When you stand with him, praise God, you not only have eternal life, praise God, your, your name goes, praise God, with him who lives forever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, time delays. Delays can make a person more stronger or can make them weaker. Praise the Lord. Most of the time when there is delay to the promises of God, to the work of God, we get weak and tired. We want to give up. We, our, our strength is sapped. Our spirits become sagging. Praise God. But people who keep their focus on God, on Jesus, on the promise giver, on the promises, they go from strength to strength. They go from faith to faith. They, they go from victory to victory. They go from power to power. They want to go from glory to glory. Listen, 40 years. It was 11-day journey from Egypt to promised land. It took them 40 years. Now I want you to think with me. Caleb says, let's go now at once. Nothing happened. Nobody went. 40 years later. For 40 years, Joshua and Caleb attended a lot of funeral services. Listen to me, church. A lot of funeral services they attended in the wilderness because my Bible says no one about the age of 20 except Joshua and Caleb entered the promised land. Do you know what that can do? The people that started with you the people that walked with you, the people that ate with you, the people that talked with you, the people that rejoiced with you, the people who went to the battle with you are gone. What kept these two ticking 
It was that they stood firm in the belief in God. Praise God. What will keep you and me ticking is our trust in God. Our faith in him. Praise God. When testing time comes. When everything around us falls apart. When everything around us fades with time. When everyone around us face out with time. What will keep you and me ticking is keeping Jesus in sight. Praise God. Don't lose sight of him. Don't lose sight of him. The spies lifted their eyes and they saw the giants and the walled cities and their faith crumbled. Joshua and Caleb looked above. They saw God and their faith was propelled. Praise God. What you see around you might paralyze your faith. But when you look to Jesus, it propels your faith. Why? Because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Praise God. The spies, the ten spies saw the fruit. Joshua and Caleb, they saw. Praise the Lord. When the others saw the foes and the enemy, they saw the work and the promise of God in the fruit. Praise God. The ten spies saw the giants, but these two, they saw God. Praise God. The ten spies looked at themselves and said, we are like grasshopper before in their sight. These two guys said, no, they are like bread to us because God is with us. The ten spies saw the obstacles in Canaan. The two, Joshua and Caleb, they saw the opportunity in Canaan. Let me ask you, my folks, what do you see? What do you see? Do you put your faith lenses on? Do you use this as a faith lens to see yonder the things that God has promised us? Is your faith lens clean, clear, or clouded? I'll repeat that. Is your faith lens clean, clear, or clouded? If it is clean and clear, you can see what God says. And you can say what he says. If it is clouded by doubts, if it is clouded by ironing, if it is clouded by the things what everybody says, the opinion of the world, you can't see what God sees. Praise God. Can you take God at his word? Can you hold fast to the person Jesus and the finished work on the cross? Does your ideology, praise God, no. Does the teachings of Christ, hallelujah, influence your life to change your ideology of life? Praise the Lord. Who influences you? God and his word or the world and its cronies? Would you pray this afternoon? Lord, I want to stand firm in faith. People around me want to give up on faith. They might say, this takes too long. This is a tiresome journey. Jesus said, this is a walk not on Broadway. This is a narrow way. I'm not making this up. This is what Jesus said. The way that leads to Jesus and what God has promised is a narrow way. And Jesus said, not many travel on it. But the other way is a broad way. It allows anything and everything. No discipline is needed. You can live the way you want. You can do whatever you want. Jesus says, Broadway leads to damnation 
But Jesus says, walk in my way. It's a narrow way. It's a straight path. But, praise God, it will help you to reach the destiny, the destination. I'd rather be on the way of Jesus and become a possessor of the promise of God. Stand in your faith. Faith will be tested. Faith will be tried. Praise God. When it's tested and tried, may your faith and my faith come out as refined gold. Praise God. Praise God. Tested and tried came out sparkling, glittering, glowing because, praise God, it's a tested faith. It's a tried faith. Stand firm in faith. All eyes closed. Thank you. There will be occasions Seasons, events and episodes in our life that will beckon us, telling us, give up on your faith. Give up on Jesus. Give up on the teachings of Christ. They are burdensome. Would you hold on to him and to his teachings? Fall in love with Jesus. You would love his word. You will find his word is not cumbersome. You will find his teachings are not hard. Your proximity to the lover of your soul will determine your outlook about him and his teachings. Praise God. Is there anything that you need to remove of your life that is weighing your life down so that you can stand firm, you cannot stand firm in your faith? Would you lift your eyes to Jesus? Wow, 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 wow. Jesus who stood his ground and said, my meat is to do the will of the one who sent me and finish the task at hand. He stayed focused and he stood firm in, praise God, in God, praise God. Yes. Father, we yield our life to you. Thank you for ministering to us. We pray that your words will resound in our ears and lead us to a place of total surrender to the Lordship of Jesus so that we may stand firm in Jesus, in his faith, in faith. In Jesus' name we pray and the church said, Amen.